Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Game on! Game on! Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bees return to the ice, and Brad Marchand speaks his mind about not playing in the Olympics. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Boston Bruins returned to the ice this weekend after spending two weeks in COVID-19 protocol. Now, they came out Saturday with a come-from-behind win against Buffalo in overtime, and the thing is that they should have just beaten this team. They should have. I mean, why fall behind by two goals to the Buffalo Sabres? I have no idea. But maybe it was a little maybe they were a little bit rusty being it's being it was their first game in like two, three weeks. So maybe there was a little bit of rust. Now the one thing I I kinda like is that Bruce Cassidy changed up the lines, switching out Smith and Pasta. Charlie Coyle moved back to his original spot at third line center. And Eric Halla moved to the second line center between Hall and Pasternak. Now, I'm not a big fan about breaking up the top line, but whatever works at this point, you know, f- maybe it gets Hall going in the right direction. Maybe having somebody that's not Charlie Coyle at center is going to help him out. Having Pasta, you know, on that line is also going to help. You know, you know, I think he's going to play better with someone else at center right wing. I I mean, it's only been two games, but I've seen a little bit, a little bit of a difference already. I've seen it, and maybe maybe Cassidy is on to something here. You know, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what this line, what if this line is actually going to you know develop into something. I mean, we've seen we've seen a little bit of what Marshawn Bergeron and Smith can do. Because they have played in the past, you know, they have played together in the past. So these guys, so that line I'm not really worried about. But it's going to be interesting to see how Hall reacts when he has, you know, not when it's not Charlie Coyle at center, it's somebody else, and you have Pasternak on, on, his, on, the, on the other wing. So maybe, maybe it's time we, you know, maybe, the, maybe it's time we, we've seen some changes. But then again, maybe the time off, you know, was good for the team to recharge a little bit. I mean, five players scored in yesterday in in yesterday's game against Detroit. And in total, 14 different Bruins recorded at least one point this weekend. McAvoy, Marshawn, DeBrusque, Hall, Grizzlick, Felino, Coyle, Smith, Nosek, Steen, Halla, Bergeron, Frederick, and Riley all had points this weekend. So, like I said, it's a good maybe it was a good thing that they had some time off. I mean, it's going to be a long haul for the rest of the season, all right? The team is playing almost every other day if you look at the schedule. There are some back-to-back games in there, and we really don't know when the six games that were postponed will be played. I mean, you still have six six extra games. So, who knows where they're going to put those in? 
My guess is that they fit him in in the two weeks in February that was supposed to be for the Olympics. And they can, and I got to tell you, they can easily squeeze those games in. They can squeeze them in. The Bruins are scheduled to host Seattle on February 1st, and then they would, would, they would be off for the Olympic break, then travel to Seattle on February 24th. So they can't fit those six, those six games in, in those two weeks, no matter what. Which brings me to Brad Marchand and his comments about not playing in the Olympics. Now, I'm a big fan of Brad Marchand, but, I'm f- but I feel like he's putting himself before his team. I mean, we, we really don't know what the sca- what if the NHL is going to put those missed games in in that in those two weeks. I mean, so we we really don't know what's going to happen in those two weeks. My guess is that the league is going to put those games right back in there, which would mean that the Bruins would need their one of their top players. Now, I understand that, you know, it's a big thing to represent your country. And it could be his last time going to the Olympics, but, you know, you do have to think of the consequences, all right? You know, what if he happens to get COVID while in China? You know, he's going to have to quarantine for at least two or three weeks. All right? Now, think about another one. Think about the other Bruins who would be missing games if they went over and got COVID. Bergeron, McAvoy, Pasta, you know, you know, who else, you know, is going to go and represent their country? You know, those six games, you know, and that means they're going to miss the Western. That means that they're going to miss the Western road trip, you know, that follows the Olympic break. And that's six games right there. And those six games could be in, could be really important if the bees are looking at a wild card spot. Now, the other thing is, what if the league said, hey, you know what? You can play. You can go play in the Olympics, but we're still going to schedule those six games that you missed during those two weeks. Are you really, I mean, even if it's Brad Marchand, Bergeron, McAvoy or Pasta, are you really going to leave your team to go play in the Olympic Games while your team is like, you know, it basically it's like having it's like having guys missing games due to COVID again because that's what it's going to be like. Or that's what it would be like, you know. And then, and then what come? And then what happens? And I could tell you what what would happen. Fans would be like, "Oh, he quit on this. These guys, these players quit on their team. You know, they they're they're not real Bruins and stuff like that." And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of putting it like in a Tuka Rask. Not I wouldn't say it's a Tuka Rask type of type of situation. You know, he quit on this that they quit on their team. Well, technically, they did quit. If they were to say, if any of those players were to say, listen, you know, we're not going to play in these games. We'd rather go represent our country. To me, that's quitting on your team. You're there to represent, instead of representing your country, you should be representing the city and the logo of your team that you play for now. Tuka Rask was a totally different thing. He left because he had a family situation. All right. These guys are are doing it because they want to go play for their country. Play for, you know, you have a priority here, guys. Your priority would be playing for your NHL team, not your country. To be honest, I think the country, everybody knows how I feel about the Olympics, and I don't like this shutdown crap at all. Shutting down the league for two weeks, just what, to to gain exposure for something? 
Because I'll tell you right now, you're not getting a lot of it. You're really not getting a lot of exposure. Okay? Those those casual fans that that sit there and watch, will watch hockey during the Olympics are not going to show up at TD Garden, you know, the next the next time the Bruins have a home game. They're not going to sit there and they're not going to watch the games on whatever network, you know, you know, whatever network the game is on. And to be honest, I haven't seen any games on any networks. All right, TNT games, games on TNT aren't even on, aren't even on TNT until like late at night. How about putting on a seven o'clock game for once? ESPN is a joke because I haven't seen any NHL games on ESPN or ESPN two. They've all been on ESPN plus. So I'm going to get off that subject because that's a subject for another day, you know, about the whole stupid contract thing. But the guy, you know, it's you're you're basically you're basically saying to your teammates, you know, those guys, you know, if they would have gone, if they would have gone, because you know that they, you know, you know that Marshawn would have gone, you know Bergeron would have gone, you know McAvoy would have gone, um, another person who probably uh, Pasternak would have gone. So, you know, where does that leave you with with you? It basically leaves you with a situation like you had. Just before they they went on this like COVID break, where guys were where some of your top players were missing games, that's the situation. And if the team, you know, and if the team's looking at a wild card spot, that's when you need your guys the most. But I'm I'm really glad that the NHL decided. You know what? We're not going to risk it. We're not going to you know we're not going to risk any of our players getting you know quarantined for you know twenty stuck in China for twenty days. Okay. Because that would have really sucked, even even for other teams. If you think about it, other I mean Ovechkin. I mean, I'm surprised he. I we have has any of us heard about what he thinks of this? He's probably really pissed. Then again, he'd probably end up going and turning his back on the Capitals. And what would Capitals fans say? So you know this whole thing. This whole thing about the Olympics is right now. You know, just just play. Let give those. You know, play those games, postponed games during. You know, during that what was supposed to be the Olympic break, and I don't know how the I don't know how the Olympic team is going to become. You know, is you know going to be made up now? Minor leaguers, college players. Who knows what what's going to happen? You know, a lot of those Canadian junior team, a lot of those Canadian junior players, you know, are going to probably end up suiting up and going to the Olympics. And what are we going to, what's the United States going to do? Fill, fill the two weeks with college, college kids or, you know, some minor league or some other minor leaguers, which is, which is, I'm fine with that. I am fine with, you know, young college players, you know. Maybe some top prospects from Canadian juniors are playing going to play for Canada. You're going to have some college kids, maybe some, maybe some players from other minor leagues, maybe ECHL players, or you know guys who who are playing in the lower minor leagues, like the um, like the federal federal league or the Southern League or you know some other leagues. Maybe maybe there's another league. Maybe there's some U.S. born players playing over in Europe that are going to be part of the team. We don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, once we get to the Olympics and see what happens as far as, 
you know, is, is stuff going to get shut down? You know, that's the other thing you have to think about. You know, how, you know, let's just say everybody goes over there and they start canceling, you know, they start canceling events because, because of breakouts. So it's going to be an inter, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, with the winter games. You know, will, will they complete all the hockey, hockey turn, you know, will the hockey tournaments be played? We don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens as far as Olympic ice hockey goes for men and women. Now, Tuka Rask has been practicing at Warrior Ice Arena with the team, but he still doesn't have a contract. And the thing is, I don't know what what are they waiting for. I mean, I haven't heard any contract negotiations yet. I mean, I don't know what the term, you know, you know, we keep saying we keep hearing, oh, they're close to a deal. We're close. They're close to a deal. You know, what's what's the holdup here? Is it like how many years? Is it money? Who knows? I mean, the thing is, I would expect him to sign, maybe get a few starts with the Providence Bruins and then come up to Boston. I mean, one of the things that they could do is have him sign a PTO with the Providence Bruins, you know, play a couple of games and then basically sign them. So who knows what's going on at that point? Now, if Rask happens to come back, and we all know he is. We we just don't really know when it's going to happen. I see Swayman going down once Tuca comes back. I know there are some fans out there that think, you know, Swayman needs to stay. But I think he's better off down there and get more starts. Maybe a good playoff run with the Baby Bees would help his development. I mean, we all know that the kid can play in the NHL level. But I think he needs needs to work on his game a little bit, especially, you know, you know, on his on his rebounds and stuff like that. But I think he's going to have more opportunities, you know, if he goes to for his development, if he goes to Providence. So, you know, the best thing for Jeremy Swayman right now is to stay down there. You know, and the thing is, the Bruins, the Bruins left themselves, you know, in a, in a, in a, with a goaltending problem now. They knew that Tuca was going to come back eventually. And they know that Swayman is the future of this team. Why didn't they just keep um, Vladar here and have a Vladar Swayman, you know, um, tandem for the first part of the year? Allmark, I mean, to be honest, that Allmark deal was a waste of time. They should have just kept Vladar here. And then once Tuca came back, you send Vladar down and you still have Swayman. You know, there are fans, there are also fans out there that are thinking that Jeremy Swayman is going to be the next guy to ask for a trade out of town. But I doubt it. I really don't think Jeremy Swayman is that stupid enough to ask for a trade even he's like, what, two or three years into his development. Not going to happen. Unlike Jake DeBrusque, who's... I don't know. I don't I don't really know what's going on with him. I mean, he asked for a trade. I haven't really heard anything going on. The only thing is I heard him going to Edmonton at one point. I mean, that's that's where people are saying he's going to go. He's going to go to Edmonton and and the reason why he's going to go to Edmonton is probably because his dad does the color commentary there. Now, the other guy who asked for a trade was, you know, Zach Senishin. Now, Senishin and DeBrusque went back to back in that I believe they went I know they're I know they either went, you know, 14-15 or you know, 15-16. I one they were like they were in that deal 
or they were in that draft where Don Sweeney had three picks in a row, and these guys were two of the picks. And they both went out of town. They both went out of Boston. Now, here's the thing. DeBrusque, you might get something for DeBrusque. You might actually get another player for DeBrusque. Seneshin, I don't know. I don't know what you can get for um, for Seneshin right now. I mean, he's basically a career might. I mean, he's 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 better off sticking it out, letting his contract expire, and going and playing over in Europe. He's not he's not going to make a he's not going to break an NHL lineup. Then again, the Bru- I mean, he's had his chances. The kid has had his chances, and he's. He hasn't really he hasn't really stepped up. DeBrusque, on the other hand, I mean, he's got the numbers. He's played well the last ever since asking for the trade. He's played really well. So who knows? You know, you know. In the past, I thought maybe a a good third or a fourth round pick for you know for DeBrusque. But now that we're talking that it can be a you know him for another player. Hey, I'm all for I'm all for bringing in uh, Evander Kane. In here, I'd bring him in here. The guy can score, even though the guy's probably a cancer in the locker room. He can score goals. Jacob Bruss can score goals when his when his mind is at it, and he's had he's had a decent game. He had he had two de- decent games over this past weekend. You know, his stock went up, so it's going to be interesting to see if any kind of a deal. I mean, I would have expected them to pull off some type of a deal. You know, within the last couple of weeks, but you do all, but you do have that holiday uh, trade, trade, um, trade freeze. I think it, I, I think it runs. You know, the week of um, Christmas into New Year's. I'm not, I don't really remember what the what the trade freeze is or whatever the hell they call it. But you know, I, I would have expected the brust to be gone by now. So maybe they're working on maybe Sweeney's working on some kind of a of of a pretty decent deal if it's taking this long. I mean, I would have once within a couple of days after after DeBrusque asked for a trade, I would have I would have gladly taken, you know, picks for him. But now maybe maybe since it's taking this long, maybe there might be a, pl- a decent player involved. Unlike with Zach Senishin, you're not going to get much for him. You are probably lucky if you get a if you get a used puck bag or some something like that. You're going to be lucky. Maybe a, maybe a fourth or fifth round. I mean, some good players have come, you know, have been fourth or fifth rounds, but still. You know, you're not going to get a first round pick for Seneshin. You're not going to get a second round pick. You you might get a third or fourth round pick. You know, if you're lucky. You know, I don't see, you know, Seneshin going for another player unless he's another career minor leaguer. So, you know, they're kind of stuck with him. They're kind of stuck with him right now. And with DeBrusque, I s- maybe there's, there's got to be something going on for it to be taking this long because usually when a player asks to be traded, usually he's out the door within the next couple of days. They find Don Sweeney would have found something by now, but they didn't. And it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Jake DeBrusque. And, you know, you know, with DeBrusque asking for a trade, you know, Seneshin asking for a trade, who else is next? Who else is going to ask for a trade? 
And I can guarantee you it might be Jack Stanika might be the next guy asking for a trade out of town. Or it could be um, Chris Wagner. Maybe Chris Wagner's sitting in Providence saying, I can do better. You know, guys are going to ask for trade. You know, is this going to be a tra- become a trend now? Not only with the Bruins, but within the league. You know, guys asking for trades. You know, hey, I want out. Okay, we'll show you the door. We'll send you... We'll send you some. We'll send you to a team that I mean, we'll send you to a team that doesn't really need you, but is willing to give up a pick for 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 a depth player. And I got news for you: the Bruins have right now. Looks like the Bruins have plenty of depth, so I don't think they're going to miss the Brusque or Senishin right now, because you know, looking looking at the stats for Zach Senishin right now, are you know kind of kind of. You know, I don't really know what his stats are. I mean, I mean, he he is a decent player. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a decent player. You know, but he just hasn't, you know, hasn't done what, he, what he's supposed to down, down in Providence. Now, in Providence right now, he's he has eight goals in 22 games. He has eight goals, five assists for 13 points. Now, that's not bad. Now you have somebody like Oscar Steen, who's been who was who was recently called up. He's he's got ten goals, ten assists for twenty points. So, you know, you know, Steen deserves to be up, be up. You know, um, you know, speaking to Jack Stanika, Jack Stanika's sixteen games. You know, he has spent some time with the Providence. You know, he spent some time up with the big club, so he has missed some games. He's got four goals and seven assists and 11 points. So, you know, there's, I don't know. It's kind of tough, you know, to, to really take a look at who could, who could come up, who can come up and who could go down and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, looking at Providence, you're saying to yourself, geez, um, there's not, there's not a lot of talent down there, but, you know, Oscar Steen is, has, has, you know, improved his game a little bit, and he's look. He, I I've been impressed with his play up when he's played when he's played those Bruins games when he's played in Boston. Jackson Jacksonique, on the other hand, I don't know. I was I was high on this kid being the second line center for uh, for Hall, but you know though you know even though he's only played in sixteen games, some of those have you know he's missed because of because of being called up to to Boston. You know he's he's had a pretty decent. He's had he's been pretty decent himself. So things look things look pretty good. And we've we've hit we've hit the holiday point of the season. Um hopefully we see some more improvement from the Bruins. One of the things I do like is the 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 changing of the lines a little bit. You know, you actually have guys out there who are, you know, who who basically finally got off the scoring their scoring slump like Felino, like Felino got off his scoring slump a little bit. You know, it's nice to see Charlie Coyle get on the board a little bit. You know, DeBrusque, you know, pick up a point here and there. So, you know, if they can get if they can really get these this team going by just juggling the lines a little bit, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, keep these lines to you know. Don't juggle lines too much, but for like the for like the next couple of games, I would say maybe you know they play they play tomorrow night. They play against uh they play against New Jersey tomorrow night. Thursday night they play against 
Minnesota, and then they have two game. They have a game against um, Saturday night against Tampa, and then next Monday against Washington. I would say keep those lines intact. The lines you have, the lines you were, the lines you had this weekend, keep them intact for at least the next you know four games, five games, whatever, and see what happens. Because maybe, maybe, maybe this was the solution to getting guys, you know, to start, you know, producing is juggling the lines a little bit. I like Charlie Coyle going back to the third line center. Eric Halla, maybe he's maybe he's going to be a good second line center. But you know, Charlie Coyle, that's where he belongs, third line center. You know, maybe DeBrusque on one side, you know, Felino on the other, you know, and let it ride. Until you decide you're gonna get rid of get rid of DeBrusque, you find a decent deal, and there you you know then maybe you got something because the fourth line with Frederick, I mean I like Trent Frederick, I really like this kid coming in. I mean my expectations were high for him, but we'll just have to see. Anton Blee, Carson Kuhlman, who basic who went on, who just went on COVID protocol. But those two guys who I thought weren't like NHL ready were like we're gonna spend should be spending more time and pro should be just stay in Providence. They've surprised me too. So there's been some surprises for this for this team. And I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what 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 happens down the stretch. You know, you know, do we see a do we see somebody, you know, do we see Neil uh Neely? Do we see Sweeney making a making a major trade down the line? You know, you know. Hopefully, it's not you know. Hopefully, it's not Jeremy Swayman because he's the future. But the kid needs like like I said, the kid needs some more more development down in down in Providence. All right, it's that simple. He needs the development in Providence. That's that's what I see. He needs he needs to develop, and you know that's the only way this kid's gonna get better, is if he gets some time. You know, the time up in Boston has been phenomenal. You know, he's proven that he can play at this level, but the thing is that I still feel like he needs to develop more. You know, his rebound. You know, he's he's a rebound machine, so maybe to work on his rebound game a little bit down in Providence. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. If you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com, and don't forget to stop by my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. That's right, I got a Facebook page too, people. Thanks for listening, have a great week, and go Bruins! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.